0: from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table these are all my fantasy children Come all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Sayez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week we take your brilliant listener submitted prompts and we spin it into an original fantasy character, world detail, history event, what have you, to help develop and populate an original fantasy universe every episode. Goddamn right. It's a great show. I had a lot of fun with it. It's a
1: writer's room brainstorming RPG inspired experience
0: that's frankly unlike anything else that's out there. Damn, that's the truth. That's the truth right there. It's good shit. Yeah. And we usually start with a lovely chat at the beginning, Jeff. And that chat, I'd like to ask you a question is, what's getting you excited this week?
1: What's get, um, Aaron, I've got big plans for tomorrow. I'm very, very excited and i excited to talk to you about them. What is it, Jeff? 2023 is a very special year. Okay. Um, it is, uh, 10 years ago it was 2013. And do you happen to know uh, a particularly noteworthy thing that happened in 2013? Uh,
0: you got married.
1: Uh, you know what? Actually, that did happen in twenty. 20- no, that happened in twenty twelve. That was twenty twelve. What?
0: Oh yeah, you're right. January twenty twelve. We went to Disney yeah. World in twenty
1: thirteen. Uh, oh. Twenty thirteen was when a, a a very special movie got released in theaters, which makes this the tenth anniversary. Transformers. <laughs> we are going to see the tenth anniversary screening tomorrow night of a little film called Battle of the Gods. Stop it! Is that
0: really a decade old? Of the
1: original Battle of the Gods movie oh. is ten years old. It is dropped. They are dropping. They are doing a limited screening for the tenth anniversary of Dragon Ball: Battle of the Gods.
0: Not gonna lie, I'm not happy about that news, like at all, uh, because it makes me feel really old. Sure. However, <laughs> I am, uh, uh, I am questionably a fan of Super. Um, so I do enjoy some Beerus and I love transformations, but I, we will differ on you love that good, good filler goofiness.
1: See, I do I like, and truthfully, like, that's really what brings me to, you know, I, I, in part, cause I think I, like, even before I watched Dragon Ball Z, I had watched Dragon Ball.
0: Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, like,
1: yeah. I like that goofy tone. Like that's the thing that I'm, I'm. Yes. And now, it, now here's where I reveal a shocking truth, which is I have actually never seen <laughs> I've never seen the movie Battle of the Gods. Wait, what? I've seen the super adaptation of Battle of the Gods. Oh,
0: okay. It's really pretty, I have to say.
1: I have seen it laid out. I love the super TV version of Battle of the Gods. I've never seen the actual film, so I'm excited to see how they differ and like
0: what the vibe is between the two. Okay, Uh, then I'm thoroughly excited for you because you're in for a little treat. I'm super hype. The visuals on that one, it was like the first Dragon Ball anything after quite a long time. And- It was a big change because it's what the super energy, if you didn't know what Dragon Ball super energy was, the goofy, silly, kind of slightly different animation, Mm -hmm. them coming in hot with like a new Super Saiyan form, a new characters. I went in there as suspicious and grumpy as possible, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited. I'm so excited. It's a hit. I can't wait for you to, uh, are you going to watch the dub?
1: Um, I think so. I think we are, good. we are, we are yeah. a dubbed
0: Dragon Ball household. Me too. I am as well. I, I, I like both, but I mean, the, the dub is the shit. It's just mm-hmm. so good. You get to hear, I won't let you destroy my world. Oh my God. The meme. Um, I'm so excited. that fucking slaps. I'm excited for you. I am excited this week because I have a day off today, which is great. I just crushed my favorite breakfast burrito that i order way too much from a place down near me and then i'm going to spend the rest of the night uh uh playing destiny 2 it's the halloween event that just launched so i'm in like kind of the spooky jack o lanterny mood and this weekend i'm going to the cranberry festival in south jersey and i couldn't be more fucking excited that's so
1: exciting that's I so know. exciting
0: I'm going to buy all the merch. I'm going to buy things from, like, T-shirts from different cranberry farms. I'm on the hunt this year. I, of course, get the Cranberry Festival swag every year. There's, like, an official shirt. The one last year was the Jersey Devil holding a bucket of cranberries, a basket of cranberries. This year, they let the local elementary school in uh, Chatsworth design the logo. So it's like an an elk or a, a deer, like a buck, with cranberries near its antlers. And I can't wait to get that hoodie. That sounds so great. I'm, yeah, exci- I'm excited gonna for you. That's going to be so much fun. Thanks. I get to do wholesome autumnal things. It's my favorite time of year, but I'm usually way too busy to do the fun things that I enjoy, which, wow, saying that out loud is the most depressing thing. Um, But I'm excited. I'm going to carve a jack-o'-lantern. I'm going to do all the things that I like to do, which, what a time to be alive, huh? What a time to be alive. truly. I'm so excited. That's going to be great. I'm
1: excited for you. This sounds great. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. But honestly, I'm really excited to make this donut. Um, we've, I think we've described that we say let's make a donut before making every fucking episode on this show. That's true. But, but I'm excited to make a donut this week because um, I've got. I've got spooky energy in me. I don't even know if that means I want to make something scary, but I know I've got like ooh, skeletons and jack-o'-lanterns and ghosts in my head because the prompt this week, Jeff, comes from our Discord. King and Commoner writes, prompt, the bird that drinks starlight. We love it. We love it. I love that. Um, do you have any initial thoughts? I definitely do. Let's hear them. Okay. So my big pitch is my first thought. Feel free to feel free to shoot it down. But in fantasy, here's a lore dump for you, listener. The being known as the Startender. If you lived a life and you made a massive impact on the world, good or bad, when you die. Yes, your energy seeps into the ley lines and the choices you made and the energy you put out in the world echoes throughout eternity, echoes through the ley lines, echoes through reality. People are changed, but also you wake up on a beach and a being known as the Star Tender, a giant cosmic celestial being, asks you if you would like to become a constellation. Because constellations in fantasy, listener, exist in the night sky that you, anybody, especially druids, but anyone can pledge themselves to. You kind of like pick one to align yourself with and they can grant you power, visit you, talk to you. But usually it's kind of gives you an ability kind of like that. That is... Uh, Of the life you lived, like the bounding hound is uh, a bunch of dogs that stole food. And that's typically the one that thieves pledge themselves to. That's one of the examples. So is the the bird that drinks starlight, is this the entity that kind of pursues the the star tender that eliminates constellations from the night sky? Or is this just a natural thing that eats starlight? Hmm. You know what hmm. I mean? Because it could be something that's like a bad, you know, it it eats the starlight, it gobbles constellations. Or is it just pruning kind of the, if you think of the night sky and constellations like a tree or a plant, is it pruning starlight, you know, so that things don't, okay, this is also a pitch that I'm having. I'm sorry if I'm talking too much. The no, no, Constellation you're good. is lines connecting stars, Yes. Yes. That make a shape, or in our world, we'll make a constellation, which it's sort of like a symbol in the night sky that if you call to, can grant you power associated with it. Over time, do they need pruning? Do they need cleaning? Or is this just a bird that eats constellations and drinks the energy of the sky? Or neither? (sighs) I'm, I'm, I'm kicking back and forth. I'm kicking back and forth. I'm kicking back and
1: forth. I like, there's something that I like about there's i re i like I don't know that necessarily pursue is the right word mm-hmm. but I do like the energy of like I do like tying this to the the nature of stars as we have put into the as we have put into to space that's very cool to me,
0: okay I okay. like that energy a lot so we what we know is that this bird drinks starlight. is it a regular bird <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a silly question. Or is this like, is there only one? Like there's one star tender. It's the combination of what Catch Cavalier and uh, Barney mm-hmm. their Their spirits kind of combined to create someone who ferries souls essentially to the stars so that they may live forever in the night sky and bless the world with their power, good or bad. Is this an entity that's like, fuck all that. I'm drinking it. Or is this just a naturally occurring thing? Like, is this just a fucking animal? Is this I just like a bird? I like it being
1: naturally occurring,
0: but also supernatural. Which I guess okay. is the Jeff's norm, or can it be both? Yeah, well, it is, and it is both now.
1: Because um, in my head, like the idea that starlight is this magical essence of life, of a life lived, right, is very compelling to me. That's very interesting to me. And the idea of, to your point, the idea of something that drinks that, that consumes that, is. I I like the idea that when you become a constellation or you become a part of the night sky, you become a streak in the sky, you know, whether it is just like a glow among a cloud or a full fledged constellation, when you return to the ley lines, it is you of your, your sense of self has gone. Yes. So if we take that idea and we, we tie it together with this, uh, this pitch that you're making, there's something very compelling to that in terms of like, what is this bird drinking? very literally is drinking like the collective sense of self for lack of a better way to put it
0: so what i what i am taking from that is that perhaps because you said uh your true self obviously in the ley lines is like it's there but like you're not present it's not like a place full of ghosts it's like your contributions your true essence who you were who you wanted to be is in the ley lines if i'm a constellation right I'm a hero. I save a bajillion people. I've fought a million demons. My ass, boom, I become a constellation. People for generations pledge themselves to me. They call out to the star. Oh, a cat. Can you bless me with power untold? And I give them healing powers, you know, if they pledge themselves to me into the night sky, whatever is this. Does this bird exist to let me fucking rest at one point?
1: I think that's kind of where my head was started to get it. I thought so.
0: Yeah, it sounded like you were telling, like, I'm tired. Like, because if you're in the ley lines, you're at rest. Your true essence is there. You're a part of something bigger than yourself. If you're a constellation, your ass is still basically working.
1: Well, here's what, here's, I'm going to take this even a notch further. There are constellations in our night sky, to peel back this curtain a little bit, that relate, that like we have names for, that relate to stories that are no longer told. They relate to they they their 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 essence is there, but like the individual stories are 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 gone, forgotten, they've taken new shape. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. If it is the passage of like it's a little bit of like let's it of like it allows the rest, but also the sense of like it is the wiping away of story. Oh. It is that eventually the bounding hound just becomes the dog in the sky. Like just like its ties oh, to the world of fantasy are eventually severed okay. because that starlight is consumed by the bird. Okay, eventually okay. it becomes a oh. symbol. Like like that that idea yeah. that like it becomes a symbol and of and it's that it's that it's that 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 passage of time, that link to a life that was lived eventually is severed as that starlight is ultimately consumed by this bird. What it, what then remains is this source of magic and legend and myth and the stars in the sky, but they are not inherently tied to something that is real in the world.
0: Yes. So I'm picking up on what you're putting down and I fucking love it. So what we just established is... When I die and the star tender says, good job, Aaron, you want to become a constellation? And I say, yes, throws me to the night sky. I become the a cat whatever. doesn't fucking matter. The warrior. Mm-hmm. And I can bless people with my healing powers or, you know, my magic speech doesn't matter anything. Eventually, this bird comes and drinks the the starlight and it is the starlight That lets people commune with me. And once that starlight is consumed, I just become a regular burning-ass star. I'm still there. The the A-cat or the warrior is still in the sky. The constellation still exists. But people on fantasy, on Earth, we'll call it in air quotes, can't pledge themselves to me, use my power, and this bird returns me to the ley line so that I can finally get some fucking shut-eye.
1: It drinks divinity.
0: So Starlight is divinity.
1: I mean essentially if we yes. no, no, no.
0: I I know I just like I just like saying it it felt good.
1: Yeah. So this <laughs> is sexy. this is this is a bird that drinks divinity and leaves behind the mystery of means na- leaves behind the mystery of the
0: natural world. I love this. I love this so much because it makes me think of how do I rest? So what it makes me think of is um I like the idea I've always loved the idea of hummingbirds. Mm -hmm. Hummingbirds need to consume like an ungodly amount of calories in order to stay alive because they're just constantly burning and their heart beats that fast. This makes me think that the kind of the life cycle of this very magical bird is very short. That it basically takes, it goes up every day, maybe a new one, drinks starlight, you know, or if it does, it's a... You get one go at this. It drinks my starlight. It takes my divinity. When it dies, I travel with it and I get to finally rest. That's like mm. the life cycle. I, is that
1: it? Yeah, it's definitely born. Like the second that a, uh, maybe it is. A, a. It's like our
0: phoenix. It feels like, you know, it, it died it born
1: again. I'm going to say it's almost an inverted phoenix where. Yes. When a constellation is planted in the sky, this bird embarks from somewhere in the the astral plane. Somewhere in the in the ethereal cosmos, this bird is born and like departs from the mist and will eventually reach this constellation, drink of its divinity, and then you know, bring it bring that that starlight back home to to it to rest and where it will fade back away into night. And it is the it is the act of creating a constellation that births this Creature, this and this separate entity that will eventually come to collect on what has been gathered in the life of this constellation.
0: I love this very much. As soon as you say, Yes, I'm down to become a constellation and do my part and help future generations protect, hurt, whatever, you know, as soon as that, that contract is made with the star tender and I take my shape in the sky, a bird erupts from. I liked when you said the mist I like because we've stated in a previous episode that coming back from the dead in fantasy is very much like you would like you can if you hang around like geysers and hot springs, it would essentially be ley lines leaking through the ground. I just like keeping that image of a bird rising from even like the the water on the ocean bubbles and steams and out from that mist comes this bird And it begins its journey, and however long I'm in the night sky is determined on the journey of that bird until it drinks my divinity, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That rules, and I love that. That rules, and I love that. So some constellations
0: are around for a short time, some for a long time. I will say that because of how fantasy works, if your essence, if your choices, if your power is based on hurting... Like if you, like Lemony Locust being a constellation, for an example, a a, a demon of destruction and hurt lots of people. If that was the case, Lemony Locust is the night sky, it is a much shorter trip for the bird. But the better you are, I feel like the the more kindness and the more generosity and the more protection and the more your goals were to help and to heal and help future generations— the longer the flight of that bird is, you know, the longer that thread is, that flight path is. Does that make sense?
1: Uh, can I can I throw you a pivot on that oh, same God, idea? Yes.
0: Please. Yeah, I'm just spewing because I'm this image has already gotten me so horny.
1: So, so, so what I want to maybe throw out instead of like it determining the length of the flight of the bird, because like this also gives me this also gives kind of a, a, an idea that grounds it in the, the, wor- the world around the world. Yes, please. If this being emerges from the mist and this emerges from the mist uh, effectively emerges from the ley lines to bring energy back to the ley lines.
0: Correct. It's almost like bringing someone home, like they've been away on vacation almost and the bird comes to ferry you home. The bird emerges from the energy that birthed fantasy
1: and brings energy back into those ley lines. What I want to maybe propose is it takes a long time regardless. Yeah. But um like your legacy the legacy that this bird has been sent to collect impacts you know the particular form that this bird takes if we're if we're playing a little bit around or at least I'm dragon visuals are in my head if you oh. are a if you are a monster of a of a of a being in life if you are a terrible person in life when this dragon emerges is it inverted Is it that the dragon that emerges from the bird dragon that emerges from the mist is a monster, is like a a terrifying, indestructible hell beast if you are an evil being in life? Or is it the opposite? Is it a righteous avenger if you are terrible in life?
0: It depends on how we want to play this, because the images that I'm getting from that where this bird dragony beast, this this we'll just, you know, call that. It continue call it a bird, is bird yeah. is good. The bird emerges from the ley lines, rockets toward the sky to go and drink your divinity. If you were an asshole, is it coming to take you home and you know clean you up cuz when you said dragon i thought of like flames and purification like is it coming to kind of clean up all that shit that you've uh that you've done and added to the world or is it still or is this a neutral bird this is just basically the ferryman you
1: know what i, I mean i kind of like it being the ferryman i like it being consistent throughout i yeah, i yeah. i think that it is I think the main thing is that I like it taking a long time, regardless of of how you were as a person, because that makes it feel more like it is a natural course thing.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Where it doesn't care. There's no, like, morality. The planet doesn't care. The planet's going to do what the planet does. The entire point of AMFC is this, like, you know, it's beings being like, you know, you have to make your own choices. You have to look out for each other. But there's no god or deity that's going to be like, that was bad, and I punish thee, unless... It's someone who became a god. <laughs> <If it's, laughs> but there's no natural order. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So I like that. I like the idea that it takes a while. And I like the idea that like passes over things and land and that like. To you can see, see it. You can absolutely see it. And that like it is. So let's pull a little bit more on dragons because dragons are cool.
0: Dragons are cool.
1: Um, the idea of a dragon as I always I like the idea of like a dragon or similar kind of creature as environmental event if this is a being acting with a will greater than or like a acting you know as a natural order sort of thing i like the idea that it's not necessarily like ransacking villages but like the very real implication that like villages may be struck by the immense magical elemental eldritch power of the 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 sky bird flying overhead
0: Yes. Where do do you saying that there's a there's an effect that people have on the earth or is it the emotional effect of knowing that this thing is about to drink the divinity of a constellation? I think it crackles with lightning. I think it's really
1: like like that level. Like, I think it is. I'm going to Jeff Stormer it and say both. But like, I do like that there is literally like if the starbird touches down. If this bird is embarking for the sky and, like, lands and roosts in your, in your, your village, you know, on a, like, on a road or something, there's gonna be a lightning storm or, like, uh, an asteroid shower or some kind, like, shit's gonna get wild. And, like, it may have a magical, it may have an impact on magic or on people, but also very physically, like... This thing is a crackling, boiling pot of raw eldritch internal world energy. I love that. Yeah. That, like, is a. Somebody once described mad, like, role playing game dragons as elemental fury given flesh.
0: Yes. And that
1: kind of energy of like, oh, shit, this is a this is a fireball that turned into a lizard bird and it is sitting and it is sitting in my backyard and uh, explosions are going off all around it. Like that kind of thing, I think, is sick.
0: May I make a pitch? Please. The energy that it's coming to drink is what determines what form it takes. I like that. That's good. I like that. What it hungers for, what it's hungering for, because it's. It's a solitary journey of a single being going to go. It's not going to shop around the treetops for all sorts of berries. This thing is born to consume one person's energy and bring it back. Correct. If if this is someone going to consume an asshole, a monster person who's been granting their asshole powers to people on Earth for years. Yeah, it's going to bring a fucking meteor shower. It's going to bring hellfire crackling arcane energy. And rain down hell, like, no matter what, I do love the idea of the starbird uh, carrying with it magical phenomena that are wild in, in, and absolutely buck wild. Mm-hmm. But I will say that this chaos form, which is fury and, you know, a, a wild rage of elements and stuff, is that because it's going after someone who was that?
1: That's kind of, I think, what I was trying to, like, grasp at. Yeah, And like talk through of like the form that this, this being, this mythical being takes is influenced by like, it is created with a singular purpose. And that purpose is to like absorb the energy of like a singular mythical being. Yeah. It's almost like you have a custom one. It's
0: just yeah, for you. It's, it's just literally you. just for you. Yeah. And it, and it reflects. So here's my big pitch for it. The shape it takes is defined by the energy that is going to be returned to the planet. It almost takes the shape of what it hungers for and what it's going to bring back to the planet. You know what I mean? So if you see this bird leaving, like an owl, taking off from a mountain... Which, God, if you've listened to this show, there's been a cosmic damn owl, uh, takes off from a mountain and it's shining with starlight. And as it flies over you, the lake that you're in gets the, gets a little cleaner and purer. The fish start jumping. Your, your cuts on your fingers from carving a jack-o'-lantern are all of a sudden healed. You know that the world is about to become much better. It's about to go suit, like serve up somebody great gobble up like Catherine the healer bunny's uh energy, bring it back to the world, make it a better place. But if you see this motherfucker go off and it's a fire breathing hell dragon bird entrenched like you know, leaving a trail of ash in its wake and the flowers in your garden are all of a sudden withering, you're like, "Oh, fuck." So, but My question for you is, this is kind of new terrain for us where like things happen and then people are kind of just like helpless bystanders to the uh, uh, effects of the world. Is this where we're at with like it? Because it feels like gods where it's like, I don't know, stuff's happening that's way out of your comprehension. You are merely a mortal who must suffer. Is that where we're going? No, no, that's a good call
1: out. That's a good call out. That's a good call out. But you saying that has posited something in my head that i think is pretty sick okay if hear me out yeah the because like because like when you were you were describing this like bird of healing and like i i i was it was it was rubbing on my skin it was rubbing my skin a little raw a little bit like it wasn't like there was a there was a there was a tension there that i wanted to pull on a little bit okay and i'm thinking this through and this kind of that you saying that also posits something that is that like is uh, very satisfying to me. I kind of like the idea that even if you are Catherine the the healer bunny, you are like a pure-hearted person, this is not ever going to be... Like a sunshine healing. Oh, thing. I like that. This no is, matter what it's cataclysm. It is cataclysm no matter what. It is cataclysm made flesh. It is the ending of an age. It is Armageddon okay. made flesh that is departing into the skies to pluck a god from space and drag its energy into the heart of into the heart of the universe where it can echo forth for eternity this is always going to be a natural disaster made flesh i but, fuck with this but so i played a game that i really like called autumn of giants that it was kind of about a similar thing about like giants going to rest like titan beings that are one of them the one that we played we did it on party of one and the one the giant that we encountered was like a sentient hurricane that we were like guiding through the through the landscape and the thing that was important was the players in the game were the guides of this giant like they were the people trusted to guide this giant to where it needs to go what if in the nature of amfc where it is that we have taken we take our responsibility to protect one another and do amazing things in the name of making sure that people are protected and safe what if there are star tenders on fantasy as like an order of being, okay. as like an order that is entrusted with not to try and hurt this thing, not to fight this thing, not to to defend against this thing, but to guide this bird safely to where it can depart for the skies and consume this being's divinity and then come back to the ley line. Okay. Like it is our job to guide this thing to where we can like protect people by way of guiding a living natural disaster on the safest course on its journey to where it needs to go.
0: May I make a big pitch then? Hit me. it's, It's almost like a unique character class for lack of a better term. Jeff, is this our version of Dragoons where their job, so this is my idea. When you said that, yes, the ones that are about to bring a big double dose of healing and positivity, they make sure that this thing is ferried back To the planet, you know, after drinking its fill of divinity, and that it goes to rest and falls asleep on a mountain and fades into the mist. You know what I mean? A peaceful rest. However, if this is something bearing a truckload of fucking anger and hatred, is this the character class, the people who have an affinity? They have to be really fucking strong do they kill it? Do they stop it? Do they divert it? Do they slow its travel? Do they make sure it never gets to rest so that it can't deliver a basically a payload of bullshit because what we're describing is people interfering in a natural process, which is I see, fine.
1: I think it is I think it is always a matter of diversion. okay? I think it still requires like a tremendous amount of strength and power and you know, skill and magic and all these other things. but it is, It is always a matter of there is a living hurricane that is going to crash across fantasy and then hurtle into the sky, absorb the essence of a god, and then come crashing back to Earth where it is going to like settle into the heart of the universe. It's our job to be the living Death Star Trench to make sure that this thing goes exactly where it needs to to make sure that nobody gets hurt and to make sure that like it accomplishes its goal safely. Because... What the fuck, like, 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 using your, your payload of bullshit example, what happens if that divinity just lands on the world? Yeah. Like, if it is not ferried back to the ley lines where it can be diluted and distributed and, and echo forth in its own tiny ways, as tragic as that is, what happens if that much concentrated
0: bullshit just landed? So, what you're describing, though, is what if it doesn't die? Because to bring it back, Jeff, that bird we said, it's like an, it's like a phoenix. The thing's got to die to distribute it. it. And so they have to bring this
1: phoenix to its resting place so it can die in a way that is not going to poison the world directly yes. with, with the most evil magic that has ever existed.
0: Yes. And I, I do love that. That is, that's where the communion part comes in. That's where I feel like the affinity for this bird creature thing comes in, where this, is it one person? Is it, is it a mantle, you know, that is passed? Because, you know, we have a lot of orders, but is there one person per generation? Because here's the tradition that I'm kind of pull from, Right. There is one star tender that does this and you know gen- it happens every generation a new thing is born is there though one person every generation therefore who is trained to basically commune with the starbirds
1: See I like that because uh, your answer gives Jeff two orders and if Aaron is pointing at a butterfly saying what if this, is this a god Jeff is pointing at a butterfly and saying this this a secret, <laughs> is this a order? secret order Yes because <laughs> you have given me two orders Aaron because what we have oh, is no. an order of people that like watches the skies, and like watches of like oh a new a new constellation is being born. The star tender has woken up and gotten to work, and they are They're
0: astrologers. They
1: are, They're astrologers. They have we have astro. We have an order of astrologers, and we have an order dedicated to training the person that is going to guide this. Uh, we bird. have to name
0: it. We have to we name. Got to name, name this. We got to name this. It has to be good. It has to be good. Um, it's got to be good. It's so not the star bird because I hate that. I hate that so much. Um what are some words that we're thinking of? It drinks divinity. It drinks starlight. It drinks starlight. It is it is the star sucker. <laughs> no, it no, is not. No, it is not. It is not I'm it's... editing that out. I can't keep that in. I can't. We don't do blue humor. Hmm. I'm thinking divinity. I'm thinking celestial. I'm thinking um I want to say down something with
1: downfall because it is literally like dragging oh, something to earth. Is it uh,
0: it's it's divinity's downfall
1: divinity's downfall fucking rips.
0: Yes, we did it. We so, got there. We got there. divinity's downfall is it's kind of the name catch all for the bird and when it happens. Like, people know when it starts, because you said there's an order of people, you know, there are a group of astrologers and people who track this phenomenon for a multitude of reasons. But divinity's downfall is the event when, you know, if you're you're sailing on the ocean, all of a sudden a mist big as as large as a continent emerges, you're like, oh, fuck, it's happening. And out this bird rockets out and starts its journey toward the cosmos you know that divinity's downfall has begun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it, it is an event it is the bird it is is it something people fear or is it something depends on the region Hmm. i think it's i think it's so large it depends on the region i yeah, think it, it is too yeah. large
1: to make one answer like yeah. this is this is a this is a global spanning event yes
0: um I want to talk about real... Then we know what happens. We know that this bird, the divinity's downfall, travels upward, drinks starlight, drinks the... The, the star tender, rich, magic, chaos energy, it's essentially what it is if you're a lore nerd. The star tender is encapsulating your true essence that would normally go to the ley line, crystallizing it, flicking into the star so that people can draw from it like materia. Mm-hmm. This is essentially going to drink that to return it from where it belongs. Mm-hmm. How do other, how some cultures see this? The ones we know about, for example. Just like a fun game, because we know what it does. You know, we know what it is, and we'll talk about the we'll talk about the people that guide it in a little bit. Yeah, like the order of people who, when it's coming back, will you know guide it, make sure it has a safe journey, uh, um, perhaps like you know create a, a an idealistic resting place for it to roost upon, so that it can fall asleep and drift mm-hmm. into them good dreams. How
1: do people react to such an event?
0: Hmm. Oh, can I make a big pitch real quick before we do that? Yeah, yeah, I said to make sure it has good dreams. The person in this order, uh, the most recent one who has passed away, emerges as this bird. Mm, I like that. So you have to make sure that this person is taken care of because they have emerged from the steam, which we said steam, geysers, that kind of thing bubbling up from underneath the ground is ley line energy. They take the form of this bird through some transformation. Some pact is made, maybe TBD or never discovered. But inside of that is a person who is taking this journey to bring divinity and bring energy back to the world from where it belongs and so the people on the ground. The uh, what's the order, Jeff? The order is the farriers. The farriers. The farriers. The farriers divine. They are the farriers divine. Ooh. So the farriers divine, uh, the person who, what, is it a random person or is it the person at the top of the order? You know what I mean? Are you are you born with a mark on your palm and that's how you know that you are the next uh, divine, uh, what is it called? Divinity's downfall? Fa- uh, the, the next guardian of the divinity's downfall. You are the next bringer of the downfall. You know, is that it? Where you're like, someone is chosen from this group. Is that mm-hmm. it? I don't fucking know.
1: We're I'm, getting real I'm, big. I'm <laughs> plucking. We're, we're, we're pulling on ideas here. We're We're messing with ideas. I'm trying to think, how do I want this? Because if it, if it is like, if it's not necessarily once a generation, if it is simply whenever a constellation makes such an impact, whenever a being makes such an impact that they are going to live among the stars. It's not
0: like all the fucking time. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta be a, do a big thing. So you might live your entire life. And never fucking see it. And never fucking see it. No.
1: So I almost imagine, I'll, I like that like... I mean, this is this is getting even larger. Please, you said it was the last person who passed away. If this is a mantle that is handed off and off and off, there are people that will pass, and then you mentioned arresting. Let me, let me. I'm saying you mentioned a bunch, and I like pulling on some things. I'm just gonna pull together a lot of things all at please, once in please. one go.
0: Yeah, the listeners with us. You're with us, right? Clap if you're with us.
1: There is. In an immense valley full of like wreckage, just ruined ash, burned crystal, there is a single glistening crystal on a rock, like a large almost like a staff that is buried into the thing with like a crystal that burns a fire inside. When you are appointed as one of the farriers divine, when you are the next farrier divine to end to join among these ranks. Like, I think that the the person that is supposed to ferry the divinity's uh, downfall, when it awakens, they, they have a home here at the crystal. Oh, okay. And when it is their time to pat, when they are old and when they are like, my time is up, they send a call out. And the next farrier goes up, meets them, relieves them of duty, and they pass on. They return to the ley line and somebody else takes that spot. Then when the downfall happens, when the being emerges from the ley line, it is the person here, like, emerges from this crystal, a gigantic fiery dragon, emerges from this crystal on this rock at the top of this canyon. It is the person, it is whoever happened to be there on duty at the time, it is their job to take the mantle and guide them. It is an ongoing job. It is just whoever was on shift at the time. Okay. Takes them, guides them. They go up to the stars together. They drink divinity. They come back down. This dragon crashes into this valley. Its power feeds into the ley lines. The, cr- the fire and the crystal ignites again. And you go back and you wait. Hopefully you don't see it a second time in your lifetime. But like you go back and you wait. And eventually your time comes and you pass on the mantle to the next in line. And it is simply like it is that sense of like there is somebody who has been appointed as their job. They have taken all the training. They have they have worked for this. They have been guided by people, you know, and protected and cared for. And there are people that come and visit them and spend time with them. But like it is their job to sit in this little outpost. And watch, and when the stars align and they get word from the astrologists that it's time, then they go to work, they guide this thing, they come back, and eventually they know that they will take the the place of the next one if such a time emerges after they have passed and someone else hasn't stepped up to take that mantle.
0: Can I make a pitch on that? Yes. So – The Star Tender was not a being that always existed, we said. Right. Um, They became into place and filled the night sky, we said, and the stars and constellations beamed out, they filled the night sky. The night sky traversed time and space, so it became something that filled for all time. However, it makes me think that the Farriers Divine were created in response to this, in seeing that, oh, a constellation was made. That means someone's not returning to the ley lines. That means we have to, it's almost like keepers of the natural world. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because the star tender in itself is a kind, wonderful gesture. However, the planet also needs that energy in order to benefit not just heroes wielding great power, rogues, evil, this and that. The world needs it as well. If we're if we're thinking that this is no monotheistic kind of culture, some people, meaning the Farriers Divine, would be like, That's great, Startender, that the, the power of these heroes lives on forever and can bestow us still alive with great strength. However, someone's gotta bring that back. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that this was made in response to that.
1: I like that. Well, and that tells me, going back to Jeff pointing at a butterfly, like I said, there were two distinct orders. That tells me that, like, I'm going to call them the Stargazers. There were okay. people that saw these constellations formed and were like, oh, look at that constellation. That means that somebody has it. And in, they are almost storytellers. They almost exist as storytellers to keep that record of this is what that constellation means. This is the, you know, they... Yeah, if they are cosmic lore keepers. Yes. who follow who follow the exploits of the Star Tender and like track what it all means. And they work alongside the Farriers Divine to be like, hey, such and such as time is up, be ready to intercept Divinity's downfall and make sure that it gets where it's going without hurting people.
0: I love this a lot. You said star the stargazers. Stargazers. So the stargazers are historians, lore keepers of heroes, villains, people who make these great things. Fun fact: If we said that uh, an event in the fantasy's present then beamed into the past, that means that the stargazers are from ancient times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's it kind of this time loopy thing. But anyway, what I'm thinking, what I get from that is that the mantle. So may I make just a tiny, not a twist, but just an added detail perhaps to what it means to be a farrier divine? Yeah. This crystal that the divinity's downfall, that the bird emerges from when it's time, in the same way that a star is a person, an entity, a, a demon, what have you, that hasn't returned to the ley line, it hasn't added its energy yet, so is the person adding their energy to this crystal. It's... It's almost a vanguard. Is it someone who stays behind? Instead of going, joining the ley lines and passing it on, do they put their essence in this crystal to be watched over by the farrier's divine until it's time for divinity's downfall where they will emerge to go claim it and bring it back? Can Can I make that even bigger? Please. (laughs) (laughs) Who says it's just one person that opts to stay behind? uh, If it's been 500
1: years. It's everyone adds their part. Everybody, when it is your, when you pass, you, you hand off the mantle to the next person and you step into the crystal. It yep. might take thirty people to 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 exist as divinity's downfall, and like ensure that you can maintain a communion with this with this farrier. It might not, you know, depending on like it might be it might you know there might be 30, 30 consciousnesses blending together to, to 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 exist in this thing, and like you know, or it might be one person. Like this idea that like it is as many people have passed when this happens. In the way that that we had said when someone dies, their their essence emerges even as their self dies, right? Yes, yes. Your essence, so it might be the essence of 30 people. It is simply, you know, each of these farriers says, I can, I am foregoing my my time to rest because there's going to be a time when I have to collect divinity from the stars.
0: Yeah. And so they pledge their life force to essentially this crystal— to swirl and combine and crystallize and condense so that they can become divinity's downfall. Yep. That rules so hard that there's this organization that's like, that says, we will not know rest until that motherfucker does too. And they're pointing at a constellation. Mm -hmm. They're like, we've got to bring... We've got to bring our exhausted our exhausted friends home who've been working for us. Let me bring them home let them rest. And it's not that this is like people who are like, let them fucking rest. Like, you know, these here. No, everybody benefits from this. But it's when it's their time to go, right? Yeah. How is this determined when they go and fetch it? Because mm-hmm. we said it's a naturally occurring phenomenon. Does it just happen? The bird knows. Divinity's downfall knows when it's time to go and drink the drink the starlight like,
1: see i like that because it adds to the immensity of it and sort of the, yeah. the unpredictability of it yeah i kind of like that it is for lack of a better way to put it the stars align and the the the, the stars align and the signal is, is lit it's time to go and it is not something that any being divine okay. or otherwise can can plan for
0: okay so here's
1: aaron you got a pitch for me
0: i do i do so Divinity's downfall happens no matter what. A a divine bird being flies out of the ley lines to collect starlight, to drink divinity, return it to the planet. But Jeff, you said early on that there's natural calamities. It is disaster made form. Flesh-given fury. Just a fucked up, terrible time. It's just uncrackling unless these People, the people who are in the Farriers Divine, are there to steer, are there to add their essence, their yes. kindness, yes, their yes, yes. their beauty of the their their protection of the world to get gently drink that starlight, collect it, cradle that person in their arms, and gently steer this bird back to the top of a mountain, a roosting place that best suits them and the constellation so that they can close their eyes and finally know peace. It brings Form to chaos it brings safety to this it it makes it not a terrifying thing yes it makes it perhaps a thing of great beauty in fantasy when the farriers divine have finally their time is called and the bell rings and the crystal shatters it is a marvel of beauty and kindness and people who've sacrificed so much for generations to guide a soul home and to protect those still living while also caring for someone who has passed many, many, many years ago to bring them back to the world and give the world what it needs. Is that the energy we're going for?
1: I like that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I think it is that there is this, you know, and I, I think that the best way to look at this is to ground it from the from an ordinary person's perspective. Yes, if you are not concerned with the the stars in the sky and the stories behind them and the magical beings that inhabit those stars, every couple of hundred years, a fucking dragon blows out of a mountain and flies off into space and then comes crashing back down where it dies in the same mountain. Yeah. That's fucked. That's fucked. <laughs> but like, imagine you see this, right? Like you are an ordinary person and you, know, you have heard the story from your great, 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 great grandparent and one day you see you hear a rumor that the dragon has burst forth from a mountain and then you look up and there is a single lone person using immense amounts of magic and strength and power flying alongside this dragon they take off into the sky you see a constellation go out you see the dragon guided alongside by this person back down into this mountain that like crumbles and settles there is a blinding flash of light the ground rumbles beneath you, and suddenly the world is at rest. And this might take weeks, months, years, but you see all of this occur. That is the farriers, like that that moment of like this is a natural process that is immense and large and terrifying and magical and lasting. And there is a person who, their job, who like has taken as a job to guide this natural process to its safest conclusion. Like, that is the the nature of this, is that there is this calamitous natural occurrence that is going to occur. And it is going to hurtle towards the, hurtle into the sky and hurtle back home. But it's going to be okay because there are people working to ensure that it remains, that it happens safely.
0: I love that. I love the idea of, it, it ties in with the feeling of the phoenix where they rise again to, for one last action of great kindness and almost a flame of rebirth, you know, almost, to grant people on fantasy peace and comfort and also the Constellation. I really think this works. I I really think we got there. I think it works. I think we got there. Fuck. Wow. Divinity's downfall kind of hits. That hits. Wow. That's a wrap. Um... Thank you, King and Commoner, for your prompt. I'm rubbing my temples. Holy shit. That was cool. Um... Wow, if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own so that we can make the most buck wild ass motherfucking myth about a phoenix bird that drinks divinity, there's a lot of ways that you can submit prompts to us. Jeff,
1: what are those ways? You can tweet at us at amfc underscore using the hashtag fantasy children. You can email them to us at swiftwinsays at gmail.com or allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or uh, you can... Send them to us on Tumblr at allmyfantasychildren.tumblr.com, or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC Discord or join the All My Fantasy Children Discord and post them in the prompt
0: submission channel. Boom. Definitely join the Discord. It's where cool people go to talk about cool shit, meaning our cool show. Jeff, you have a second show. Uh, What is that?
1: I sure do. Uh, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop uh, weekly at partyofonepodcast.com.
0: Boom. All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the Moonshot Podcast Network. Wacky-dacky-doo, let's all go to the moon. The Moonshot Podcast Network is a network for
1: creators to develop their skills, hone their craft, and create bold, ambitious ideas and ultimately podcasts that break orbit. You can learn more at moonshotpods.com.
0: Damn, you hear that pitch? Jesus Christ, that was good. Um, verbal hugs. Every week we love to give you a verbal hug. It's usually something that we're thinking about in our own lives that we'd like to share with you. And this week will be no exception. Jeff, do you have anything off the top of your head by any chance?
1: Uh, There are going to be days that are bad. There are going to be days that are worse than you can possibly imagine that are as bad as can possibly be and that are going to shake you foundationally to your core um you are not alone on those days you are you are supported and loved by a community of people on those days um don't be afraid to turn to those communities and trust those people the people around you care about you and want you to be taken care of and it's going to be as okay as it can be
0: dang i second that one um My verbal hug this week, we talk about it a lot, um, but it's one, take your rest, your days off, take them. It's so easy to turn your days off into work days because oftentimes things like this podcast, for example, the day we're recording is my one day off this week. So we're taking time to record it, but don't be like me. Take your time, take your day off relax do nothing you would never leave the house with a phone at like 10 percent battery don't do it with your human gundam don't do it let, let your human gundam rest charge its battery your evangelion before you go out and attack again also i'd like to just say my verbal hug for you is your work no matter where it is in terms of listener count uh, stream views your twitter followers things like that if it's low it's if it's really high Ultimately, your work that is not reflective of the quality of your work. It is not. It does not mean that your work does not have value. It does not mean that your your friends and your loved ones and your community is not enjoying the work you do. If you're not, It's not where you want it to be. The simple act of you making art and putting it out in the world and giving that effort has a magic to it that you need to appreciate. And I'm here to tell you that we're all in the same boat of people feeling inadequate sometimes about their work and where it's at. But I'm also here to remind you that that's kind of a fabricated thing and that it's okay to be where you're at in the present and enjoy it. Enjoy the act of making. Realize that you're doing a little too much future thinking sometimes. You're getting a little too far ahead of yourself. And it's okay to ground yourself in the present and go, wow, one person out there wants to consume my things, even if it's you. I like the stuff that I make. If no one listens to the show and if it was just me, I'd still love it. That's my personal feeling. And if you can reach that place, I look forward to that day. And I hope you're there already. I hope that works. Um, Anywho, that's all I got. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Is that (laughs) all we do here? It's all we do on this podcast.
1: Well, all right. Then in that case, until next time, good night and
0: and good good game. game. Do you remember our first date? I promise, it matters. But I knew that I loved you the minute I saw you. Of course, I've told you that a thousand times. But the thing that I think I loved the most was walking you home. Being able to know that you got home safely, that you had a nice chat on your way back. I don't know, brought me a lot of peace. So, anyway, I'm going to join with the crystal. Because gazing up at you in that night sky has been my life's blessing. You have given your love, joy, and protection to so many on fantasy. And you amaze me every day. But when it's time for you to come home and the bird comes for you, I'd like to walk alongside it so that I can walk you home one last time. I love you, honey.